may be seated. Well, tonight I'm going to be talking along the lines of prayer. And uh, if you've been with us the last couple of Sunday nights, I was uh, preaching along uh, the lines of taking the limits off of God. And so it just seemed right to me that we'll kind of continue along those lines, but we'll do it in the avenue of prayer. Because we realized if we want to take the limits off of God, we have to do it in our thinking. That's where we limit Him. God's not limited, but we can limit Him in how we think. And so we've been talking about how we have to renew our mind to the Word of God so we can think victory thoughts, so we can live overcoming life, so we can have abundance in our life. Amen? Well, then when it comes to prayer, we also have to take the limits off because nothing is impossible with God. The impossibility is not on His end. It's on us tapping in to His Word and believing and receiving what He says. Now, has anybody ever uh, faced a situation that looked impossible? Can I get a witness? Has anyone ever been told that's impossible? That's not going to happen. I looked up the definition of the word impossible. A couple couple of them are really uh, interesting. Not capable of taking place or unlikely to be done. So when you think about impossible, there are some things with us as humans that are unlikely to be done. I can go out on a limb here and I can say that it's pretty impossible and unlikely to be done that I will ever win Americans got American Idol, Americans got talent, or any of those. Or, you know, it's a cinch that I will never be the next uh, crown person on Dancing with the Stars because I, I am rhythmically, I can't even say it, I'm challenged when it comes to rhythm. I'm challenged when it comes to singing. So there are some things that are impossible for us in our own natural abilities. Some things are impossible for us because of our physical body. Now, I'm not going to name names. All of you out here look, you know, like you're just in great shape. I'll just declare it by faith. We're all in great shape. But I'm pretty sure there's quite a few of us in here that are never going to run a 25-mile marathon. Can I get a witness? Yeah. You know, so there are definitely some things that may be impossible for us but thank god we're hooked up with one who makes all things possible when it comes to spiritual things when it comes to blessing us financially when it comes to healing our body there is no limit to what god can and what god wants to do in our lives you're familiar with this scripture over in luke chapter 1 Verse 37, I love it, out of the Amplified, it says, For with God, nothing is ever impossible. Woo! That's something to shout about. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Nothing is ever impossible 
impossible with our possible God. It doesn't matter what the doctor may have said. It doesn't matter what your first grade teacher may have said. She may have said, you know, there's no hope for you. And that's sad in kindergarten or in first grade if you've been told there's no hope for you. But it doesn't matter what man may say. Nothing shall ever be impossible with our God. And then I love how it says, and no word from our God shall be without power. Woo! Hallelujah! The Bible tells us over in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 that the word of God is what? It's quick. Well, I don't think that's Hebrews 4.12, but you know what I'm saying. We know it. Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is quick. It's sharp. It's powerful. Everybody say powerful. God's word is powerful. This said there's no word from God that shall be without power. Hallelujah. When he speaks the word, the Bible says in Isaiah, when he speaks the word, the word of God will never return to him void. Why is that? Because it's full of power. It's full of yoke-destroying, burden-removing power. And when you and I speak the word of God, it's sharp. It's powerful. It goes and penetrates into the darkness. It destroys any kind of bondage that the enemy may be trying to put on us. Sickness and disease. There is nothing that is a match for the weapon of our warfare. The weapon of our warfare is not carnal. I started out talking about some of the things that I'm never going to do. That are impossible for me to do. And I'm limited when it comes to natural ability. But thank God, in the realm of the Spirit, we are not limited. And the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We can't lose with the stuff that we use. Hallelujah. So tonight, I'm going to title my message, Invading the Impossibilities. Woo! Hallelujah! That's what happens when we pray, when we speak the Word of God. The Word of God contains within itself power to penetrate any force of darkness, power to invade those areas where people have been told it's impossible. It'll never happen. Woo, thank God for the invading power of His Word. Our God specializes in doing things thought impossible. Ron could probably stand up and sing this old song for me. Got any rivers you think are uncrossable? Anybody know this was an old chorus we sang in my AG church. Somebody may not be world famous, but it was famous in our little, our little church. Carolyn, have you ever heard it? Got any rivers you think are uncrossable? Got any mountains you can't tunnel through? God specializes 
in things thought impossible. And he will do what no other power can do. Hallelujah. Woo! We're going to invade the devil's territory. We're going to invade the impossible and bring possibility into those areas with the help of our Father and through the power of his word. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 1 says this about the Lord. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, nor his ear heavy that he cannot hear. His arm's not shortened and his ear is not heavy. His ears are open to our prayers. There's a story told about this group that was getting together for a, like a small group in a home. And this man came in and it was evident that he was in a lot of pain in his back. So someone said, oh brother, let us pray for you. And at the same time, another person spoke up and said, well, you know, sister so-and-so over here, she couldn't even come tonight because she's got such severe pain in her back, so we should pray for her. Well, the man that was, came in with the pain in his back said, oh, well, mine isn't that bad. I was able to drive and get here, so let's pray for her. What's wrong with that picture? Is there a quota of how many backs God can heal in one day? No. This verse says, my hand is not shortened. Hallelujah. There's not answers. Answers to prayer aren't being rationed out. You'll never go to the throne room and hear the Father say, Oh, I'm so sorry. Your house payment is due. Well, Kenneth Copeland was just here, and he had a really big need. Um... Do you have a grace period on that house payment? Maybe, you know, come back next week and we'll try to replenish the funds. You ever going to hear that? His arm is not shortened. Are we ever going to hear, oh, you need healing? Well, you know, there was this huge crusade, healing crusade in Africa. It was so awesome. Thousands of people were healed. But, you know, can you check back in a few days because we got to get the healing river pumped back up. It's just almost dry. No, his arm is not shortened. His ears are not heavy. I thought that was interesting. His ears are not heavy. He can hear us. He will always hear us. And God doesn't fall asleep. I think that's what a heavy ear would mean to me. His, you know, I know your eyes can get heavy and you fall asleep, but his ear, you know, maybe if we're talking too much, is his ear going to get heavy and he's not going to listen? Does he get, fall asleep when we're going on and on in a monotone voice? No. But we have to admit that there's some preachers that maybe can do that to us. I'll never name any names, but there are definitely some preachers that I like to listen to that will put me to sleep at night. And all my years of preaching and meetings that I have been in, I have yet to hear one person come up and say to me, I listen to your tapes before I go to sleep at night or your CD. Apparently, you can't sleep to my sermons, and I think that's good. Let me tell you another funny story. I got some funny stories for you tonight. This is just a make-believe, okay? A funny story about preachers and people sleeping. 
So there, were this, there was this preacher and there was this bus driver. They died at the same time. They both are standing before the pearly gates. And none of this is scriptural. It's just a story, okay? <laughs> They're standing before the pearly gates. St. Peter is there. The bus driver is in front of the preacher. The bus driver goes first. St. Peter says, oh, so you were a bus driver. He says, yes, I was a bus driver. And he says, you see over there across that valley, you see that beautiful hill and that gorgeous mansion on it? He says, yes, that's yours. Oh, wow. He said, that's awesome. Well, the preacher is hearing all of this and he's thinking, man, if that bus driver got that mansion and that whole hill to himself, what am I going to get? So he's next in line. He comes up. St. Peter says, uh, so you were, you're a preacher. Yeah. And he says, you see that valley way off there in the yonder? Yeah. You see that teeny little cabin in the valley? It's like, yeah. Well, that's yours. And the preacher, before he could fit, St. Peter could get it out, he started, re, you know, rebutting that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's got to be a mistake. I'm a preacher. I preached the gospel to people. I shared the good news. And the bus driver gets a mansion on that hill over there, and I get a cabin way off in that little valley. What's wrong with that? That's wrong. St. Peter kind of said sadly, well... He said, it seems like when you preached, people slept. But when the bus driver drove, people prayed. (laughs) So, heaven, no scripture, no verse, just seeing if y'all are awake. Heaven puts a high premium on prayer. That bus driver was doing a good job. He had people praying every day. But the preacher was putting them to sleep. Well, we know prayer is powerful. Prayer is priceless. Prayer is heard by our Father. Set his ear. It's not heavy. He's listening to our prayers. That's verified in another verse. Psalms 34:15 says this. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. Woo, that makes me happy. Does that make you happy? Maybe you've, been, maybe you've been in a situation where you felt like you've been overlooked on your job or, or this person didn't acknowledge you or that person didn't recognize you. and You just felt like maybe you were almost invisible to people, but you're never invisible to God. It says the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Get some encouragement out of that. He sees you. He knows you. He knows your needs. He knows your address. Hallelujah. You're valuable. You're precious to him. So much so, he said the hairs on your head are numbered. Charles, your list is getting a little bit shorter, brother. You know, that's okay. (laughs) Getting a little easier to count for the father. He knows. 
Ghost. The number of hairs on our head. He's watching over us. His eyes are on us. Hallelujah. And it reiterates again that his ears, they're open to our cry. We don't have to know every verse in the Bible. It's wonderful to know the word. And I encourage you to find promises and verses that cover your case. But our father is not legalistic. He's not like you got to do it this way or I'm not going to listen to you. God, our Father, has a phone number. It's Jeremiah 33.3. Call unto me. Just give me a call and I'll answer. And you won't get a voice machine. You won't get an answering service. You won't get something that says, I'm sorry, Jesus and I and the Holy Ghost are on vacation. Leave your message and we'll get back to you as soon as we return from Hawaii. No. He said, call, call, give me a call. Jeremiah 33.3, if you don't believe me. I, I, this is in the Word. I'm not making this up. This is in the Word. Jeremiah 33.3, call unto me. I'll answer. And what will he say? Not just answer. I love this. And I will show. Woo! I'll show you great and mighty things which you don't know. Hallelujah! There it is again. The value of prayer. The power in praying. His ears are open. His eyes are upon us. And he's listening. He's listening for somebody that will call. He's listening for somebody that will ask. Not just ask on our own individual behalf, but ask, ask of me, the heathen, and I will give you, I'll give you the heathen for an inheritance. That means I'll give you the nations. I'll give you the lost. If you'll just ask me. If you'll ask me, I'll do great things. Why? Our God's not limited. Our God's not a little itty-bitty God. Our God is great. He's wonderful. He's awesome. He's all-powerful. And he knows how to show us great and mighty things. And not, you know, just something we've seen in the past. I love this. Which thou knowest not. Would you like to see God put on a show? And do some supernatural, exceptional, hallelujah, awesome things that none of us have ever witnessed? All we got to do is believe him. Call. And he will answer. And again, you know, it's not hard. Well, you know, I say, well, I don't really know how to pray right. I don't know how to do all the these and the thous and put the punctuation where I should and all of that. It's not hard. Prayer is communicating with God. Talking to God. What gives us entrance into the throne room of grace? Is it a long, drawn-out thing that we have to do? Absolutely not. Utter the name of Jesus. 
Father, this is how you do it. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. You're there. You're at the throne room. You've got the eyes and the ear of the Father when you pray in the name of Jesus. All heaven stands at attention when we utter, Jesus, help. Sometimes you only, that's the only prayer you got time to do. Somebody's coming over in your lane or some crazy person is running a red light. Jesus, help. Does it. Takes care of it. He's listening. He hears and he helps. Hallelujah. We don't have to beg. We don't have to scheme. We don't have to try to manipulate people to answer our prayers and meet our needs. Call under me and I will answer, says the Lord. And I'm going to show you great and mighty things. Another kind of, this is a a true story. A little boy was kneeling down in his bed at night praying with his mom. And he just, uh, as they began to pray, he began to shout at the top of his lungs, Dear God, I've been real, real good this year. He's screaming it. So please give me a new bike for my birthday next week. And then he starts on and describes the bike. I want a blue one with this and that on it. And finally his mother is like, Whoa, son, God's not deaf. You don't need to yell. And he replied, I know God's not deaf, but Grandma is, and she's in the next room. <laughs> and all the Grammy and the Papa said, oh, yeah. <laughs> but we don't have to lay faith hints. We don't have to try to manipulate people. God hears, and God answers our prayers. Second Chronicles 16.9 says this, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. Are there any candidates in here tonight? Perfect doesn't mean perfect. Perfect means mature. Perfect means you're seeking the Lord. Anybody in here seeking the Lord, desiring to please Him? Well, then that's you, because God is looking for you. And what's He going to do when He finds a person like that? There's that word strong again. He's going to show Himself strong in our behalf. Hallelujah. Our Father desires to invade our lives. Invade our lives with His possibilities. Invade every area of your life that might look impossible. But He'll invade it with His power, His ability, His might, and make it possible. God is just looking for someone to give Him entrance into their lives. Someone to ask him and to boldly ask. 
I teach a lot on prayer, but you know, I know how powerful it is. And I know what a difference it will make in the life of the believer if we will just do it. Some people are like, well, I don't have an hour a day. Do you have five minutes? Do you have ten minutes in your car? I pray all the time in my car. Living in the Bay Area, my Lord, we spend a lot of time in our car. Instead of listening to bad news, turn off the bad news. And turn on God's channel. Just start praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Billy Graham said this. He said, heaven is full of answers to prayer for which no one bothered to ask. Ooh, think about that. Heaven is full of answers to prayer for which no one bothered to ask. What's that say? God's got it. God's got our blessings. God's got our healing. God's got your provision. God's got the salvation of your lost loved one. But he has to have us ask. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. That your joy might be full. I would say based on these scriptures that I've shared tonight. It would behoove us to become proficient in our asking. One last scripture. James chapter 5 verse 16. In the Amplified. And we'll just read the last part. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Dynamic is the same word in the Greek that we get dynamite from. What does dynamite do? Dynamite blows hindrances and obstacles out of the way. Dynamite helps uh, there to be roads where there were no roads. The wet, how was the West won? The West wasn't just won by cowboys. The West was won by people that, that, that build roads. How did they get through the Rockies? They used dynamite. To blast boulders out of the way so there could be entrance given to the West Coast. Well, that's what our prayers do. Dynamic in its working. It blasts the devil's roadblocks out of the way. It makes inroads and entrances into places that God hadn't gotten into where people's hearts have been hardened where cities have rejected him. But when we pray, there's dynamite power that is released and God invades areas that people said were impossible to have revival. So many negative things have been said about San Francisco. But this is our territory. This is our domain. We live here. We're the ones that have the authority. We're the ones that have the say. And we say we're having revival in the Bay Area. We say our prayers are going forth like dynamite. 
and they're blasting hard hearts. They're making them soft and pliable. They're going into cities that have raised up a standard against God and they're breaking down barriers. They're removing walls. Hallelujah. So that the gospel may have free course. That's what we do when we are praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Do we have any candidates in here tonight? When we pray, Holy Ghost power is released that destroys yokes, shatters chains. God's looking. He's looking for someone to light the fuse and to set off the dynamite power. He's looking for a group of people, and I believe he's found one here, that will lift up our voice, not voice us, but get into a place of such unity and harmony like it was in Second Chronicles chapter 5 where it says they lifted up their voice, their voice unto God. Hundreds of people there that day. But the Bible says it sounded like one voice. And what was in the power of that one voice? There was unity. Unity was released. And God showed himself strong. Hallelujah. We believe in this place that we are going to reach hurting, sighing, dying humanity. We have a wonderful opportunity for the vision to be fulfilled here at Heart of the Bay. Reach the lost. Heal the hurting. And mature the believers. And I know for me, I have to constantly stir myself up. It's easy to lose sight that people all around us do not know the Lord. You know, everybody that I, mostly everybody I work with is saved. No, they can't change. No. No. I work with Christians. Spirit-filled Christians. My friends are Christians. My family's all saved. And so sometimes you'd get in your little Christian circle that everybody you fellowship with, everybody you see is Christian. But God's been stretching me, taking me to a new spa, taking me to a new salon, to a new grocery store, you know, wherever, a new store, and running into people that need Jesus. I want him to stretch me. I want to see the harvest. Jesus said, the harvest is white. It's ready to be picked. And what's the obstacle? Where are the labors? Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he would send for labors. And I have found this to be so true in my own life. I start praying for the lost. And all of a sudden, he starts giving me opportunity to be a laborer. When we get it in our hearts to see people like Jesus sees people and to have that compassion for people that are bound. You know, I preached about God wants to invade the areas of your impossibility, and he does. And he wants you to walk in victory. But I am so praying that we as a church will get beyond just Thinking about ourselves. Let me just be honest. Thinking about ourselves. 
and start praying for the lost. Hallelujah. God gave us this building on one of the busiest streets in the East Bay. Not just so a few of us can have a great time on Wednesday night, but so that the harvest out there will have a place to come. This is a harvest barn, and we are believing for it to be filled up to overflowing with people that need Jesus. Great opportunity coming up real soon on Easter. And what I want us to do tonight before we go, let's just all stand to our feet. You don't have to come to the front, but I am going to ask you to please, please participate. Stir yourself up. Ask the Lord. Hallelujah. Just ask the Lord to touch your heart afresh and anew. To see people like he sees people. Jack Hayford said this. I know I'm giving you a lot of quotes tonight, but I think these are good take-homes. Jack Hayford said this. Prayer can change anything. The impossible does not exist. He is the power. Ours is the prayer. Without him, we cannot. But without us, he will not. He's designed it. We get to work with heaven. Hallelujah. What an honor. We get to work with heaven. We get to be Jesus' mouthpiece in the earth. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit and you want to be, you come down here while we're praying. No pressure. But if you want to be filled with the Spirit, because I don't know how you can pray really effectively without the help of the Holy Spirit.